Amen. There's something special about uh, the things of God. Amen. Uh, that sometimes I question myself. You know, why, why do I do, uh, or I continue coming to church, and, you know, you get down sometimes, and uh, <clears throat> the Lord is, it's always tempting for us when you have the Lord, uh, he's, it's tempting to throw him out of your life in those hard times. Uh, when we go through certain things, we, as people, start backing out of being with the Lord, when we know that he's the one who can truly help us. It's a double-edged sword that the devil puts in our lives. He cuts us with uh, hurt and trials, and then our flesh tends to back away from the Lord. Reminds me of when the Lord was in the boat, amen, when the storms came and the water was filling up. I can imagine the water filling up to the brim. And, you know, you say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. I have faith, but it's not working out. So uh, why? Because you see, you see the mess. You see everything going on in your life. And you say, how is this uh, supposed to be a blessing? Or, you know, why? Why? You start questioning. And you see the winds, and you see the waves. Uh, but Jesus was in the ship. And the worst thing you could do is kick the Lord out of the ship. Because all he had to do was get up and just speak a word. That's all. That's all. And would he have gone down with the ship and the disciples? Of course. But... Why do we fear when he's the master of the sea? Amen? Why do we fear when the very winds and waves are at the Lord Jesus Christ's commands? Let's all stand. Hebrews chapter 4. We live in a day where Jesus warned us. He said, when I return, will I find faith? Will I find faith? When I return, will I find faith? And we, we, we say we have faith usually because we are in a, an uncertain circumstance or a circumstance where we have no control. And then we say we're going to just trust the Lord. But we have no choice. So ultimately, it's not faith. It's more of a cry, Lord, help me get me out of the situation. And he does. He has mercy. But faith is something further. I'm not going to be talking about faith today. Uh, but do you have faith? People say, well, I keep the faith. I have faith. Wow. Well, if you had faith a little bit, even a grain of mustard seed, the Bible says, you can move a mountain. How many mountains have I moved in my life? Not many. So that means I don't even have a faith of a grain of mustard seed. But as the disciples prayed, Lord, increase our faith. Increase it. We need more faith. We need to, we need to cry out for help. Uh, in the right way to the Lord. And if in Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible says, for the word of God is quick. That word quick means it's alive. And God's word is alive. Amen? It's living. It's not written by man. If it was, it would not be called the word of God still today. 
It would just be called the Bible or God's book. Uh, but it does not have man's signature on it whatsoever. Amen? It is pure, perfect, sent from heaven, not of this world. And it's alive. And it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even. Now it's talking about what it can do. If you allow it in your life and in your heart to do a work and start doing a work, this is what it's able to do. It pierces. That means it gets through. It breaks through. It starts breaking through boundaries in your life. It starts breaking through walls in your life. It pierces to dividing asunder of your soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing that then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. It goes further, not just your infirmities and sicknesses and, and despairs, not just with those, but how you feel during that time. It gets deeper than what you ever know. And he's touched, he's moved with how you feel. He's, listen, Jesus Christ is moved with how you feel today. He's concerned about you and your life this morning. He's moved with it. He's not just concerned if you're laying on your bed sick. He's concerned about how you are doing, how you are feeling. He's touched with it. That means he sheds tears. That means he's sorrowful when you're sorrowful. That means he rejoices when you rejoice. His heart is attached to yours. He died for you. But was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. There's a special connection with somebody and, some, and someone else, between two people, that have gone through the same thing as, as humans are. God wanted to have that connection with us. Personal connection. He was tempted in all points, the Bible says. He's gone through everything. Jesus truly is the one that can relate to you. You can never say, Lord, you've not, you don't know what I'm going through. Yes, he does. And so much more. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we, may have, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that means it's available. Amen. Let's open a prayer. Father, Lord, look down on us now. Have mercy. We need your grace. Let us grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have everything. We have unlimited power, unlimited resources available to all of us. Father, despite of who we are, despite of our past, despite of our sin, despite of our despair, despite of our shortcomings, despite of our uh, flesh, it's available to all of us because of the love and mercy of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Please, I pray and beg you, Lord, have mercy on all of us. Lord, we are your people. We are sinners, uh, Lord, and we, but we need you. We're here today. We're not just here to come to church and leave. We're here to get the help we need. And Lord, let us not leave empty. Father, send a manna from heaven and let it pour on us. And may we pick it off the ground, gather it together according to every man that has need.
Bless us, I pray. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. The word of God is quick. You know, sometimes people automatically assume, oh, you're a pastor. You, you don't deal with any problems. Uh, you, it seems like you, you always have a smile on your face. Or, but I've learned this. I've learned this, that getting through hard times, you need to keep a smile on your face. It's an inner trust, knowing that Jesus is going to get you out. And I've heard, well, isn't that, isn't that being a hypocrite then? Because you're, you're portraying uh, something that's not reality of what's going on on the in inward. No. I'm portraying that the Lord's going to get me through. Amen? And he sees. Because I've learned that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I, and I believe that Jesus uh, works things for good. Amen? Uh, to those who love God. I believe that. And I believe that there are trials that do come and tribulation that it may never pass. But God will with those things make a purpose for it and give you a reason to live with it and make it a testimony to help others. There may be things that God sends your way, as he told Paul, uh, you're gonna, I'm going to give you a thorn in your flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet you. And Paul said, I, I besought the Lord three times that it would depart. But God whispered down, he said, no, Paul, I'm not going to let it depart. My grace is sufficient for you. Amen. That in your weakness, you may see that I'm the one who's strong, Paul. In your uh, troubles, you may see that I'm the one who is the deliverer, the comforter. You see, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Sometimes it's through those reasons and trials that drive us to the throne of grace. If everything went well in our lives, we would not be at the throne of grace as often as we are during those times of trials. It takes those uh, moments in our, life, our lives to drive us to the throne of grace. Amen? Uh, God will use uncertain people. Amen? God may use somebody that, it may seem like an enemy, but he's not an enemy. He's actually working for God uh, to help you get to the throne of grace. Amen? Because you need to be in the throne of grace, that you may get mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He said, what's my time of need to get out of the trial? No, it's a trial that is getting you to the throne because there's a greater need going on. We need to get closer to the Lord Jesus Christ today. We need to be increased in faith. We need to uh, be increased in grace. We need to be increased in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing how good he is, how loving he is. We have a work to do, and it, it takes us going to the throne and spending time at the throne of grace. And whatever God uses to get us there, uh, it doesn't matter. You may say, oh, uh, my neighbor, he gave me such heartache and trouble and trial that I had to keep on praying and praying and praying, and the Lord worked it out. No, well, God used that neighbor to get you there, but he wanted you to pray about other things as well. He wanted to spend some time with you, but God knows what he needs to allow in your life. God knows what he needs to send to get you to the throne. There's times we get to the throne, and God answers our quick prayer, and then we leave. 
It shows us that we don't want to be uh, at the Lord's feet. It shows us that we are troubled about many things and cared about many things. And those cares, like the thorns uh, in, the, in the parable of the sower, have taken hold of our, in our lives and is choking the fruit of God's word. But blessed is the one who uh, seeketh after righteousness. Amen. Blessed is the one who, who gets the stones out of their life and gets the thorns out of their life and just seeks the Lord purely. The Bible says uh, if to have faith like one of these little children, that's what God uh, can bless. Amen. Just simply believing. As God says, I believe. Doesn't matter what science says. I want to believe the word of God. Science doesn't know. Science is the study of God's creation, not the study of God's creation without God. Amen? Study is the, science is the study of God's creation. And go ahead and study it. It's beautiful. To see the birds flying. I might not know every uh, part of a bird, name of a butterfly, but I know it's beautiful. Amen? And I don't need to know all that, because I can still enjoy it, what God made for me. And I know God made something so much deeper. He made man. I, I woke up this morning, and I said, Lord, I heard the birds singing. And I said, Lord, I remember when we moved to this neighborhood, we, it felt like we were in Cinderella land. We moved from neighborhood with blasts and rap music. We, we might have heard pigeons uh, and then we moved, we, we kept moving up. This neighborhood, only the rich lived up here when I was there. When we moved up here, we, we heard these birds. And we're like, man, that's, that's beautiful. Singing birds, wow. It's only something you hear like in Cinderella movie or something. And uh, it's me and, me and my wife, we grew up in the inner city. And this is still Philadelphia, but uh, it feels almost like you're not in the city anymore up here. But... To hear God's creation is beautiful. But I, I was talking to the Lord this morning. I said, Lord, thank you for making man. Thank you for making us. Thank you for spending the time and making us a living soul. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, why do people, this was the other day, I talked to the Lord. I said, Lord, why do people, people go to hell? People, listen, there's a literal hell. There's a literal hell. And the Bible calls it, uh, hell, and one day they'll be cast in a lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever. And God did not intend for man to go there. Amen? Uh, hell was created for the devil and his angels, and there's a literal hell. I said, Lord, uh, people, though, they didn't choose to be born, so why do they have to go to hell? And I was, I was asking the Lord, this. I was talking between me and the Lord, and I said, Lord, it's, it, doesn't, it seems like it's not fair that people have to go to hell because they didn't choose to be born. And then I felt the Lord speaking to me. He said, but they have chose not to be born again. You see, the Lord's plan of salvation is so simple. It's so simple. And not one person on this earth has to go to hell. And that's why the Lord's plan of salvation is the most simplistic a way that we can get to heaven. It has nothing to do with you. You see, all religions make it about man. But the word of God just makes it about Jesus. That's all. 
Salvation is by faith through grace, and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I've not chose to be born, but I have chose to be born again in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 11, that, he, that the Lord Jesus Christ, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But, verse 12, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. What power is given, amen? And that power of salvation is available to every person on this earth. It does not matter what type of sinner you are. The Lord Jesus Christ, one drop of blood will wash away the most grossest sins. And his salvation will prove it to you by purging your conscience. I spoke with a man yesterday. I said, sir, I said, if religion can save you, then you would not have to bear the sins of your past. And I looked him in the eye. I said, right now, you have sins in your past that nobody knows about. And why do you feel guilty? And he was shaking and said, yeah. I said, God is judging you. Nobody's judged. I don't even know. Nobody knows. But God and the wrath of God abideth on you still. And we need the blood of Jesus Christ. And the moment one gets saved, it does not matter what you've done in the past. Your conscience is clear. Why? Because now who is he that judgeth you? Like the woman that was caught in adultery. Where are thine accusers? None, my Lord. And he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. It's possible to get up clean. It's possible to now live. Yeah. Because he who Jesus sets free shall be free indeed. Amen. No longer a prisoner. My shackles are gone. I am set free. I get to rise up and walk and live now for the first time. That's life. That's life, is living with Jesus in your ship today. The word of God is quick, it's alive, it's powerful. And it gets way down. And friend, if you are dealing with something uh, this morning in your life, uh, don't be, uh, let the Lord uh, be the first one that you kick out of your ship to, uh, this morning. Uh, may the Lord be the first that you go to. May the Lord be the first one you cling to. Let's go in Psalms chapter 30. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 30, or Psalms 30, they're not really a chapter. It's, it's more like the numbering of Psalms. So you, you wouldn't say Psalms chapter 30. You would say Psalms 30. Psalms 30. Psalms 30 in verse 5, the Bible says, for his anger... You say, God gets angry? I thought he was love. No, listen, his anger is as real as his love. Do you remember when Jesus, God, when he came down, amen, and was born, and the Lord, he got older, he went into the house of the Lord, and he took a whip, and he started driving away. He got angry. He started driving away. You know who he was driving away? He was driving away the people that were in there, the money changers and those who sold in the house of God. He was driving those uh, out of the temple. Why? Because those people were the ones who were using the things of God for their own advantage. And the next, right, before, right after that, if you read that, 
When Jesus drove those people out, right after that, the blind, the crippled, the poor, they were in the house of God. You see, God wants those who are broken. God wants those. He said, I've not come to seek and to save the righteous. I've come to seek and save that which were lost. And people who are using the Lord for their own glory will be cut down. But those who keep themselves humble and come before the throne of grace, you will find the help and get the grace, amen, in your time of need. The Bible says, his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure through the night. That means there are going to be some dark nights in our lives. You may have a dark night. Uh, Your darkest night might be ahead of you. But God's going to prepare you for it if you allow him to. You see, in his favor is life. We need to be found in favor with God. Now, it's important to have uh, personal favor with each other. The Bible says that Jesus grew in stature and in wisdom and in favor with God and man. And we need to be in favor, but you're first to be in favor with. Your first relationship has to be between you and God. And that's who need, you need your approval from. See, we can get the glory from each other, but that's nothing but robbing glory from God. All glory in your life has to go to God. And when you become a channel of glory from you to God, you're a channel, all that passes through you. That's where your blessings go. But if you receive that glory, that's where it stops. And it will never continue. Because God will not share his glory with another. And he will reveal the hidden man of the heart and he will cut you down. Be a channel of God's glory in your life. Be a a pathway. All glory received. And may God be the one who lifts you up. Amen? May God be the one who exalts you, and and he will. You say, I don't want God to exalt me. No, he wants to exalt you. The Bible says for us in 1 Peter uh, 1, verse 6, to humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That's his uh, goal, is to exalt you that you may be a light on a hill. It says, it may endure through the night, but joy cometh in the morning. Verse 6, and in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Verse 12, let's go down to verse 12. To the end, that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. There will be in your life moments where God allows some dark nights. Some dark nights. I think of with the mourning, I think of and the weeping, I think of Mary Magdalene in the garden with the Lord. Let's go there in John. John chapter 20, John 
John chapter 20, the Bible says in verse 1, The first day of the week, coming to Mary Magdalene, early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. So she was there because she had the spices and the ointments, uh, along, if you read in Luke, with the other Mary and Joanna and, and, and the other women. And they wanted to anoint the body of Jesus because they, they were never able to. You see, the, the Lord's body was rushed from the cross to the, to the nearest tomb, it was buried in a rich man's tomb at the garden there because it was close. You see, the Lord, when he died, uh, he died and they had to get the body down. And they rushed the body. Nicodemus and Joseph, they rushed the body, they wrapped it, they anointed it real quick and put it in the tomb. And that would have been on a uh, Wednesday night that that happened, not on a Friday, my friend. There's no good Friday. Uh, on a Wednesday night. And the Lord spent three days and three nights and the the Pharisees and the chief priests went to Pilate and begged uh, Pilate to set a watch and a guard against the tomb. And they said, for three days and three nights, Pilate, we just need this guard. We don't need it afterwards. So Mary Magdalene and the other uh, women were waiting till that very moment when that three days and three nights passed so that they can finally anoint the body. And they waited around the tomb. Waiting to anoint the body. And when that three days and three nights passed, uh, Mary Magdalene, she came very early. It was still yet dark. Uh, th this was uh, late Saturday night or Sunday morning to the dawning of the day. So coming into Sunday morning, the first day of the week, she came to anoint the body. The three days and three nights were passed. The guards were no longer needed. And she came and found the tomb. The stone was already rolled away. In verse 13, and the angels, she sees the angels in there laying where the body was. In verse 13, and, and they say unto her, woman, why weepest thou? You see that God cares of, about our sorrow. God cares about our depressions. God cares how we feel today. But do we care about God? She saith unto them, and this is just the angels, because they have taken away my Lord. You see, Mary, she loved. Mary Magdalene, had, the Bible says, has seven devils. Jesus casted them out. And Mary Magdalene, she, she loved the Lord Jesus Christ. And when she found out that his body was taken away, she felt like she couldn't complete what she wanted to do. She brought the ointments and, and, and to anoint the body. In the tomb. And when she seen that he was taken away, she said, what's going to help me the most is now finally, I, I can't do it. And now I feel incomplete. I couldn't do my part. I wanted to come and just anoint the body of the Lord. That's all I wanted to do. He was taken from us. And now I can't even anoint him, his dead body. And she says, I know not where they have laid him. She still, wherever he was, she wanted to go and put the ointments on his body. Verse 14, and when she had thus said, she turned herself back and she saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, woman, why weepest thou? You see, Jesus cares. Amen. Mary was brokenhearted. It wasn't over insignificant things. It's because she wanted to do something for Jesus. Her heart was after Jesus. 
And she just wanted to anoint the body of Jesus. And Jesus himself, Mary was the first one that Jesus appeared to. And Jesus himself appeared to her and said, Mary, why are you crying? Why are you crying? And isn't it amazing that the Lord in our lives is the first one we kick out in, during the hard times? The Lord in our lives is the last one we go to. And it takes the trials and struggles and tribulation to even drive us to the throne where we can receive unlimited power, unlimited resources. If you even have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, you can say, mountain, be ye removed and cast into the sea, and it shall obey. She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, she said, I don't care who you are. I want my Jesus. Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto him, her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Oh, when the Lord calls your name, that's all you need for Jesus to speak your name. That's all you need for the master of the sea to say, be still. You know, in Psalms 46, the Bible says for us to be still. A lot of times we are our own enemy. A lot of times we are the one who is the wave and the storm. A lot of times our heart is so in despair and distress because of who we are. But God says, be still, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen and I will be exalted in this earth. And may God be exalted through us. She, he said, we're going to close. Mary Verse 17, Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. The moment Jesus spoke her name, the joy was instilled in her, the strength that came into her body, enabled her to stand back up and get moving again. Amen? What once is counted gone, what once is counted uh, a knockout, amen, Jesus can restore. All you need in your life is for Jesus to come and speak your name. All you need in your life is for Jesus to come and declare that you are blessed. Amen. Uh, you don't need anyone else in your life to do that. You just need the one who can do that. Amen. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. There we have the word of God today. The Bible says, as we started, let's close in that. Let's have the piano player come. In the book of Hebrews, the importance of spending time in God's word. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 again. The word of God is alive. It's quick. We know that. And, and it's powerful. That, that means when you think a situation is helpless and, and gone, this is the very time when the Lord Jesus Christ can get the most glory out of your life. What better time for God to step in 
and to turn a mess into a masterpiece. Amen? And to do it with you. What better testimony and praise and glory that God may receive the glory out of our life to take someone who is broken and for God himself to speak your name and to say you're now mended? What better example and time in your life that, to where you, you are going through the darkest night and God to speak your name and you wake up with a joy and a strength like never before. You see, there are only times where God can receive the most glory out of our life. And the devil is tempted or is tempting you to take that glory away from God and to just put it on yourself. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to figure this thing out. But you got somebody in the ship and he may be sleeping there. Amen. But he's there. Amen. It may it may seem that God is not listening. It may seem that God uh, does not hear because he, he actually was sleeping. But friend, it does not matter because his promises are true. And just just like sometimes I got to keep a smile on my face and it seems like, how am I going to get through this one? How am I going to get out of this one? I know, as he promised, he will never leave me or forsake me. And he will work out all things for the good to them who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. I know that somehow, some way, I don't understand, but he's going to get me up. And there will come a time where that joy comes in that morning. And however long that dark night is, it could be months, it could be years sometimes, friend. But that joy will come. And when that joy comes, God himself will get the glory out of your life and you become a testimony. That word of God is powerful. Here's the next temptation for us to get other help besides God. The Bible says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. You can get the best help in this world, but it can never do what God can do. God's word is sharper. Nothing can replace God's word. Nothing can replace God's presence. Nothing can replace God's peace. Nothing can replace God's joy. And nothing can replace God's love. Friend, if you can just wait for a moment, there's no uh, nothing that will get you through or in the night. You need to get out of the night and only God's voice can do that for you. When God speaks your name, that night is past and joy comes in that morning. You got to wait it out. And the Bible says it pierces to dividing asunder soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God doesn't care about the outward. He looks at you and he cares deeply of how you feel and what you're going through. And that word of God and the spirit of God, the Bible says it searches the inward parts of a man and it infiltrates to the deepest parts of every element and cell of your body. And it reconfigures and it gets way down and starts building back up life and joy and peace. Weeping may endure through the night, but joy cometh in the morning, and in his favor is life. Let's be in favor with God today. Maybe you've done something and you think you're okay, but are you okay with God? Maybe you're going through hard times, but listen, if you got, heart, if you got God's favor in your life, everything's going to be all right.
And how do we get God's favor? Lord, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and I need you. That's it. You got God's favor. Amen. You humble yourself, and you allow God to work the work. Amen. Uh, you don't get in the way. Sometimes we're the one who gets in the way. We're the ones who cause the storm. But be still, my friend, and know that he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart, come down and pray and ask God. God, the night has come upon me. And I'm going through troubles times. I'm going through hard times. But please send that joy. Whisper to the Lord, Lord, I'm here. Say your name to the Lord. And when he calls it back, my friend, like he did with Mary, he said, Mary, that's all he had to do. Mary. And everything was passed. That gave her enough strength. That set the joy back in her home. And she ran for the Lord. It was a testimony of his presence and of his grace. Lord, just speak my name and it shall be done. Maybe you're here today and you've never received Christ as your Savior. God will give you the power to become his son or his daughter. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. God says, I want to brag about how powerful my blood is. Though your sins be many, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as wool. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord of hosts. God wants to reason with you. He says, you got a lot of sins, I got a lot of forgiveness. You're on your way to hell, I want to put you on your way to heaven. You need a savior, I'm the savior. Maybe you're here today and you never received the Savior. You never received the Son. You'll know it. You'll feel a, a finger against you. It's called the wrath of God and abides on you. And until you receive the blood of Christ, that judgment will be on you to the day you die. But friend, it doesn't have to be. Receive the blood and you'll receive forgiveness of sins. Receive Christ in your heart and you got the Savior. You got the Son. Maybe you're here today and you're not sure, 100% sure that if you die today, you'd go to heaven. Today, every head bowed, every eye closed. Say, Pastor, I don't know if I'm saved, but I want to be. Would you pray for me? Anybody like that in here? Pastor, pray for me. I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I'll pray for you. I don't want to embarrass you. I'll just pray for you. Anybody else like that in here? People are still praying. Anybody in here not sure they're on their way to heaven? Amen. God bless you. Lord, would you whisper down and speak my name? And it shall be so. All he needs to do is send a commandment. Lord, send your word forth and send it to my heart. The word of God is sharper than any two of sword. It'll go right to the heart. And when he speaks your name, that joy will come. Joy cometh in the morning. Take your time. People are praying. You need to come up and pray. Pray. Lay it at the feet of Jesus once and for all.
Maybe you have some hidden sins of darkness that nobody knows about. But Jesus knows. You say, I feel so guilty about it, and I don't know what to do. Lay it at the cross. All he needs to do is speak your name and say, you're forgiven, and it shall be so. To be in favor with God is what's going to bring joy in our lives. Lord, I don't care who else has my approval. I just need yours. Jesus, thank you for being our great physician, our doctor, our helper, our counselor. You are truly in love with us. Lord, help us to be in love with you. You are truly the one who has been looking out for us all these years. And most of the time, we've never even noticed you. And Lord, sometimes you're just sleeping in a ship. Father, I pray that you'll stand and speak our name. We need you in these last days. The devil is on a never-ending assault in our lives. The land is sick and diseased, and our hearts are growing weary of despair. Lord, I pray that you will send a supernatural grace, a supernatural strength, and Lord, call us out by name, and it shall be so. Send a joy that the night might pass. Bless, Lord, your people. We need you more than ever. And Lord, whatever happens in this world, may all those in here in this place have the hedge that Job spoke about, have the blessing that you gave Joseph, have the love that John had. Oh, Lord, I pray, send it now. Send the rain. In Jesus' name we ask and pray these things. Amen. 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 God bless you. I hope and pray God calls your name today. Amen. Amen. And don't leave the throne until he does. Make sure you make our visitors feel welcome as God makes us feel welcome. God bless you.